Warning! This episode contains foul language, extremely graphic descriptions of birth, and sexual topics. listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with one of our friends and we chat about something weird. Although this week we're focusing on the incredible. Welcome to part two of our human body episode. My name is Ashley and as usual I'm joined by my beautiful, hilarious, talented co-host Lauren and our very special guest, comedian Nick Wethrich. Last week, we got to talk all about Nick and his experiences with his body, and what made his body so special is that he was born without testicles. Or there were testicles, but they were inside where they shouldn't have been, and his body ate them. You know, you were there when he explained it. He's lived his life as what is known as a eunuch. Also, he's very funny and talented, and you should stay tuned to the end of the episode to learn about where you can follow Nick and see him live. And also, I'm going to post just like a little smidgen of his stand-up comedy. This week, Lauren has the spotlight as we talk about her amazing body, which I know now totally sounds like a come on, but I swear it's not. Lauren is pregnant. She tells us all about her experiences. We chat about the amazing things that women's bodies can do during pregnancy. We talk about genetic mapping and cloning. There are some very graphic discussions about birth. And just like last week, we talk a lot about sex. Before I let you dive into the episode, I actually wanted to ask if you guys wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes or your Apple podcast app. We are, as you know, a very small, very independent podcast, and every single review and follower helps us out. Also, it's my dang birthday in a week, so consider it an early birthday present for yours truly. All right, get ready to rethink having unprotected sex. Enjoy part two of Our Strange Bodies. Okay, so pregnancy. What's so it like? Pregnancy. <laughs> so I am very honest about pregnancy because obviously it's one of one of the most common questions when people see a pregnant lady is like, "How are you feeling? How are you doing? How's the journey?" Like people are genuinely curious. It's fine, but I am not a sugar coder person. Like I've kept it one hundred on social media. I will keep it one hundred everywhere I go. I. Do not enjoy pregnancy. And I want to say, as I say that, that it does not mean that I'm not grateful for the pregnancy. I always want to clarify that or excited. I'm so excited to be a mom. I'm so excited to meet this baby boy. I'm having a little boy. My husband and I both really wanted to be parents. And we were married for five years and then decided like, okay, we've had a great time together. Let's start a family. Like we are so excited for this next chapter in our lives. And I know that also getting pregnant is a delicate situation for a lot of people. We were mentioning earlier how when a woman finds out she can't be a mother naturally and there's any kind of struggle, it is devastating. And I know that fertility issues are a big deal. And so I want to say that I am extremely grateful to be pregnant. And I don't take that part lightly. Mm -hmm. I just have not... Enjoyed the experience. I see lots of women bloggers and social media influencers. Like the only pregnancy world I had seen was so glamorous. All these people taking beautiful photographs and holding their bellies saying like, I am so blessed. I have a perfect angel inside. I've never been more connected to my body. Yeah. Yeah. Like so many people saying that it's all rainbows and butterflies and that they feel so connected to their body. 
I have felt a a complete disconnect, interestingly enough. Like, I feel so not like myself. It, I feel like it's taken away my identity a little bit, as dramatic as that is. I just, I felt like this isn't my body. This isn't my own. It's been taken over by a little alien, and it, I'm not Lauren anymore. So, I mean, it's sort of like having a parasite growing it inside is. of you that a <laughs> it's parasite taking everything that latches me. onto you and changes your body to fit its needs. It's a yeah. giant That's what tape a baby worm. is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty it's a giant much. tapeworm. I mean, but it's also old. yeah, it's also magic and whatever. Yeah, and it's. That's the thing. It's it's so back and forth because I've been so uncomfortable. I was also extremely sick, which makes all yes. the difference. Some people don't get morning sickness. Most women do. It's more rare to not get it. But some women are like, oh, I never got sick. Like I was maybe dizzy and nauseous like two days and then it was fine. Hey, you know and who didn't get morning sickness? Who? Pam. 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 <laughs> I knew you were going to Pam. Pam, I'm officially upset with you and we need to talk. Um, some people don't get it. That's the thing. My mom actually got it like, but very light as well. So she said the exact same thing. She's like, really but wasn't you and your down sister for the count. Are miserable. But me and my sister, Julia, who I'm sure is listening to this as well. She was excited about this episode. Um, we had it horribly. She had it worse than me, to be honest, though. I was sick for about five and a half months, which is also weird. Like normally, even if you do get morning sickness, it's only the first trimester. So it's like three months or less. I remember how excited like you were. every morning yeah. you wake up, you can like you're hungover. Uh-huh. Fuck. Yeah. And can that's another thing is there's different variants of the morning sickness. Sometimes you're like just a little nauseous. And it's, of course, annoying because it'll last all day. Just constant nausea, which is awful. But I was actually puking and not everyone actually throws up. I had to have a garbage bag in my car with me because I would puke on my commutes to work and was like, there's nothing I can do about this. I can't pull off the freeway. I'm in a projectile vomit. So I had to have a garbage bag with me. My sister never actually got sick, but was extremely nauseous basically the whole pregnancy. So she... (laughs) Yeah, she had a bad experience because I think she was sick until the very end, but wasn't puking as much. But nausea is just, it's not fun to be nauseous all the time. It's one of the worst feelings in the world, and you can't function when you feel that way. So the sickness for the first five and a half months was terrible. And then I had about a month of relief where I would say I enjoyed pregnancy for that month because I had a tiny little bump. I was like just starting to show. It wasn't uncomfortable yet. I wasn't getting sick anymore. I kind of felt like I was seeing that pregnancy glow people talked about. (laughs) I had energy. It was like the one time I didn't feel tired so I could go out and be social with friends. And I had this great like month, month and a half and then I started to get back into the exhaustion again, where it was just like, I'm, I can barely get out of bed. I'm not sleeping well at night. My stomach is starting to grow and he's starting to move. Once they start to move, it's game over because they kick you in the ribs and the bladder and the sides. And yeah, that's kind of how it's been now leading up to, I'm now just about 36 weeks. I'm just shy of 36 weeks, which is almost full term. Like I could most likely give birth to a healthy baby right now. If I were to go a little early, you're supposed to go to 40 weeks. So technically have four more weeks to go. But um, I'm huge. I'm uncomfortable. I'm exhausted. <laughs> you can only lay on your back. I can, oh, you can only side, lay on your I mean. side. You can't lay on your stomach or your back. And I am a stomach and back sleeper. Why, are you, why not the back? Why not the back? Your abdomen presses against the baby and cuts off his oxygen. Oh, wow. That's <gasps> a crazy thing. I know. And it takes a long time laying on your back. Like I can lay on my back for a little bit and everything's fine. But I roll onto my back sometimes accidentally in the night because that's a natural way my body wants to sleep. And I'll wake up in severe pain because I'll feel all this pressure on my abdomen. It's the baby like turning into a rock because my abdomen is like squeezing him. So then you have to turn onto your side and it's awful. And I'm not a side sleeper. It's not comfortable for me. It doesn't feel natural to me, but I have to because that's the only way. I have constant back pain and rib pain, which is fun because he is up in my ribs and can also nudge into my back. And he's also down in my pelvis. He's long. He's like (laughs) down in my pelvis and up in my ribs at the same time, kicking both, which feels insane. Um. He moves yeah. around at really fun times too. He moves around like today at like 3 when we a.m. today he- <laughs> when we were recording, we were playing this uh, oh, game yeah, we that we can't mention game. for a 
project that we can't mention yet. <laughs> and um, and he was going bananas when yeah. we were playing the game. When music kicks up, he moves around a lot. And I teach music for a living. So that part, I guess that's a fun part if we right. want to look at some of the positives. Like if he hears a certain song or if I'm singing a certain song, he starts to wiggle and react. And that's so special and yeah. cool. What kind of music do you teach? Well, I teach mommy and me classes, so it's actually like perfect for having a baby. Yeah. Moms come into their classes. Did you do that before you were ever toddlers. pregnant? Yes. Oh, I've been oh. doing it for a while. I started my own little business. It's called Peekaboo Music. Super cutesy. Oh, God. I know. And I, I travel. Come to this. It's fun. I travel around LA and go to different spots and moms come in and they bring their toddlers or infants. It's either like you can be, you can bring in like your three month old if you're just like looking to get out of the house and do something or up to a two and a half year old. And we do music classes where I do it mommy and me style because as much as it's fun to lead the class and do music and have fun and get the kids active, I'm also giving the parents the tools to go home with. And it's like, do this activity at home. It's really good brain stimulation and you don't need me. Like, I'll show you it here in the classroom, but then you can go do it at home, blah, blah, blah. So It's like baby Einstein stuff. It is. It's super fun. It's really educational, and it's wonderful. But when I'm singing all the cutesy little songs in class, he'll react and dance around. And they say that what a baby hears in the womb becomes a comfort outside of the womb. So mm. I'm excited to sing my songs from class and see kind of how he reacts once he's here. If it's a comfort, if it soothes him Very when he's crying. Very excited and- for my future child to be comforted by the sound of Michael Scott's voice right? in the office. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch it 18 times. That's why uh, I'm with Parks over, and Rec, so- <laughs> right? I watch so much Parks and Rec that I swear he is going to hear the theme song in the real world and like get the biggest smile on his face and be like, I heard this every day <laughs> when I was in utero. Yeah, there's a video going around online right now of a little one and a half year old that loves the office theme song. And I was watching it thinking like, oh, I wonder if the mom watched this when she was pregnant because he it's the cutest video. As soon as the theme song kicks up, this little baby has like the most genuine, joyful reaction to the song. And I'm like, I this is clearly bringing you comfort. So this song is something for you, which was adorable. But yeah, his ears are fully developed now. My pregnancy app Aww. told me so he can hear lots of pregnancy sounds. Pregnancy app. Yes, it's an app I downloaded that tracks your pregnancy and tells you each week new things that it's are like happening. It's like one of the things where it's like your baby's the size of a lemon. Yeah. Your baby's the size of a grapefruit. Like, your baby probably weighs this much this week and is about this your many inches Your baby is a long. racist. What? Yeah. <laughs> How did you oh, know? No. Oh, God. Something else exciting started today. Oh, yeah. That was crazy that it happened today when we're recording the human body episode. My boobs started leaking today. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. I sent Ashley a picture because we're close enough. I was like, I'm not wearing a bra and here's my wet shirt that I wanted to show you. Yeah, I started lactating today. Um, I've had like I've seen a couple of little drops before this, but today was like waterfall and it's just clear liquid. It's not milk yet. It's called colostrum. And it's actually what you have when the baby's first born, too. You just have clear colostrum. Your milk doesn't come in for, like, three days, I found out. And that's when your boobs get, like, huge and kind of painful and crazy. Oh, just kidding. I think it only hurts at first until you, like, learn what you're doing with breastfeeding. But, yeah, you get this clear liquid called colostrum. Actually has more nutrients than breast milk. Like, it's the first thing that comes out, and it's, like, hyper-nutrient. Yes, and actually, do you have any breastfeeding... Um, tidbits because I have a little thing. No, go ahead. Okay, so I was reading about some breastfeeding stuff that I thought was super fascinating. Breast milk actually changes its composition depending on the individual nutritional need of the child. So basically, a vacuum is created when the baby latches onto the breast for feeding, and some of the baby's saliva is absorbed by the breast, and the mother's body will analyze the saliva and change the milk as needed. That's insane. Can you fucking believe that? Do you ever think like our bodies are way smarter than like us? Our own, yeah, yeah. We don't it's, deserve our body. I know, like at least in our our little being of who we are, like our bodies are way freaking smarter than, you know, 
anything we can do. They should be. Like, unconsciously, yeah, our bodies be. are smarter than we are consciously. Yo, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. So this whole that... pregnancy, I've been like, I am a warrior! Because I'm just <laughs> amazed at the things women's bodies do. Yeah. It's crazy. The, um, what would you, you call it? Colostrum? Colostrum, yeah. Colostrum only happens, like, the first three days. Or if your baby gets sick, it'll your body again. will make that again. I did hear when your baby's sick, your milk changes. Somebody mm-hmm. took a picture online of like milk storage bags that they pumped out um, to like store in their freezer. And one was super white and one was closer to clear. And they're like, my baby had a really bad cold and I pumped out this weird like clear liquid. But my doctor said it was okay. I'm like... How did your boob know to do that? Yeah. And smart actually, boobs. smart boobs. Smartest boobs. New from Apple. <laughs> smart boob. So, and actually, if you have twins, I read this as well. If you have, if you have twin babies, it's actually best to f- always feed like twin A on breast, the right breast and twin B on the left breast because the female body is so complex that it will actually change the breast milk composition on each breast to to give whatever twin needs what. So if That's one insanity. is a little bit more smaller than the other, like needs more fatty, like that breast will produce more fatty milk. It just knows and then the other do. one, yeah, the the boobs will literally just like know what to fucking do, which is absolutely insane to me. I can't. Also, a thing that I think is crazy with breastfeeding is I think this happens. I don't know that it'll happen to me, but maybe now that I've started prematurely lactating. But when you're actively breastfeeding, women's breasts will start leaking if they hear a baby cry because the boobs just react to like a crying, hungry baby. It's like, oh, time to go. Time to produce. I think that's insane that a woman will just be like leaking in a grocery store because a baby's crying somewhere. Well, like- I was always a big um, supporter of of formula simply because I feel like t- moms get too involved with each other and saying what you should do, what you shouldn't yes. do, how mom you should raise. Treacherous. How- yeah, just like fuck off. Um, but you know, one of the biggest arguments for breast milk was the uh, you know the the closeness or the the relationship with the mother or whatever and it was like i was i was formula fed because my mom was a nurse she couldn't i mean i guess she could pump but she just my dad took care of me half the time so i was formula fed and my mom's always been my best friend Mm -hmm. she's still my best friend to this day so it's like i don't believe that shit i'm a product of that as well i was formula fed yeah i freaking love my mom (laughs) yeah so i was always just like formula's fine but this actually is the first time I've started to be like, oh shit, there is something to this like breast milk versus formula argument. Yeah. But it's totally not a connection thing. It's that your body will literally produce what whatever the baby needs. Yes. Of course, some women literally can't breastfeed. It's too right. difficult. Totally. And the don't then. Because and that's it's not the end of the world and moms are crazy. I have appreciated that. That's something I love about my OBGYN is she is like, I I'm a breastfeeding encouraging doctor. Like I'm going to try and help you the best I can after the baby's born. And I want you to try to breastfeed. But she's like, if it ever is stressing you out and giving you anxiety, it's not worth it. Like having your baby get fed is what's worth it. But if you're going into depression because you're not getting a good latch from your child and you're feeling all this, you know, all these crazy feelings because it makes women depressed because they can't do it right. They don't know if their baby's gaining enough weight. It keeps them up all night. It's like it is not worth your sanity. Like get some rest, formula feed them or pump or do whatever you have to do. Pumping's popular right now. Yeah. Some people are pump only. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they're getting the breast milk, which is, again, as we've been saying, And it's it's healthy for them to pump too because otherwise you can have a lot of issues if you don't get the milk out of there. You can get blockages and crazy stuff. Right. And so it's it's like it's good for everybody. (laughs) So this is fucked up to like make a relation, but I, you know, my grandpa had a farm, and I remember if you did, if if a if a cow was pregnant and the calf died, you had to milk the cow so the cow didn't die because oh. they're producing all that milk. Like oh, it was a real thing. Yeah. Or or if they, I remember a specific time where they took a calf to the vet and they had to continuously milk the cow while the while the calf was at the vet because otherwise it can cause like a massive infection and kill. I don't know. 
Oh, not saying women are. are cows. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's funny to make that comparison because I no, say that, that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just a cow with udders. <laughs> like that's what's going on. Yeah. No, but that is a, that's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that but that was just a funny thing that happened today that I was laughing with Ashley about. I was like, oh, we're about to do this human body episode. My body just started leaking this morning. <laughs> it was a special thing. I was just laying on the couch, probably watching Parks and Rec. And I just like I moved my arm a little next to my boob and felt wetness. And like it wasn't just only on my shirt, like the picture I sent you it was on the couch, too. So like a ton came out and I was like, what caused this? And then it happened again a little later, like I'd finally just like dried up and was sitting there again and it happened a second time. So I don't know if this is going to be the new norm or what's going on. But Are there um, special bras for that? Yes, there are special nursing bras with extra padding so you're not like leaking through shirts. And there's, there are also those bras that like you just yeah. Yeah, unsnap and your boob plops out and you can breastfeed from anywhere, which is lovely. So I have a couple of those, some special nursing bras, nursing tanks, and I'm already starting to wear them to A, just get used to them, but also like not leak in public. Like today, for example, Ashley mentioned we were filming something special and I like looked down like eight times. Even though I'm wearing one of those protective bras today, I was just like, please don't leak please on camera. Do not do this today. <laughs> today of all days. That so, would be embarrassing. Yeah. But as much as I'm so uncomfortable and like even as I'm speaking right now, he's like up in my ribs and again like down in my pelvis kicking around and it's super uncomfortable. I am just so amazed that my body can do these things. I have so many days where I'm like, women are incredible. We grow a person in our bellies. We give them life and our boobs leak because we have their food. Like we can feed them and raise them completely on our own if we had to. It's it's a really incredible thing. And I can't believe that we can do it. So it's very cool. It blows my mind every day thinking can you tell like her. where his head is and where his feet are? Like, I can't tell on my own. There, yeah. there. I've been to so many different forums online that it's like if you touch here and then touch here, you can tell if it's the butt or the head or the foot. I didn't understand. It's called like there was a name for it. I think it was called utero mapping or something. Like moms go through and if you feel certain oh, areas, God. you can guess. But I don't have that talent. I could yeah. not tell. But at my last ultrasound, they said he was head down, which is very normal. Mm-hmm. Around 33, 34 weeks, they get head down to yeah. prepare. So he is head down. And she said, like, I always feel something really solid at the top by my ribs. And she said, that's his butt. <laughs> so it's like butt is up by the ribs. Head is down in between my pelvic bones. And, and then every once in a while, scrunchy. yeah, his legs and arms are curled up because he's in the fetal position. So they're like in a little ball. But every once in a while, I think he tries to stretch out. And that's when I feel it in my ribs. I think he's like kicking back or trying to like wiggle into a new position. But he has no more space. He's running yeah. out of room. <laughs> There's and nowhere else to go. a very fun late night video of him trying Moving to around. escape through her skin in her belly it looks like a sci-fi movie when he moves around it's on that's the craziest part to me is it looks like an alien yeah you can see him like (laughs) yeah you see like like a wave go down my belly like as if he's like taking his fist or his leg (laughs) that's some horror movie shit right there i wish he was doing it right now because i want you guys to witness it but i think he's he's snoozing or something but um yeah that is the craziest part. And that's when I start to think like I have an alien in my belly and I don't know what to do with my feelings. (laughs) So yeah, that's fun. I have a question. What is your sex drive like? Because I know a lot of women are like, I'm the horniest person alive. Yes, that was a big part earlier in the pregnancy. I had a very heavy sex drive to the point where it was like, if Alex wasn't home, I was like, do I need to like watch porn and do this myself like I like it was an insatiable need um so early in pregnancy I was wanting to jump Alex's bones pretty consistently um but I think I actually texted you one time it ended badly and I had to go to the doctor for cramping and bleeding because I we were having sex too much and the 
I mean, you're not having it too much. Like it's healthy and fine to have sex when you're pregnant, but also the tissue in your vagina is super sensitive and like extra swollen. So you also have to be like a little more gentle, which we were not being, and it made me bleed like crazy. So I was terrified. I was miscarrying and was like, oh my God, I have to go to the doctor. Thank the good Lord I didn't miscarry. She was just like, oh, did you have sex by any chance? Yes. And I was like, like, yes, every hour of every day. Every hour. Why? No, and we weren't even having it that much. I made it sound like we were being such animals, but it was just enough to where it was like, yeah, you're just irritating the sides of the vagina and you're just super sensitive down there right now. Um, So I would say like when the sickness wasn't too bad, I eventually got medicine for the morning sickness I was having that like regulated Mm -hmm. it a little bit. I still didn't feel wonderful, but it helped a lot. So then it was like the first three months. We didn't touch each other because I was so sick and I was just like, get away from me. Then it was like months four, five, and six were kind of our sweet spot. I had a little more energy. (laughs) I was on the medication. Like sex drive was the highest it's ever been. Um, We still post month six. Well, what's the medication? Oh, gosh. What is it even called? It has. It's a mix of doxylamine, which is a sleeping pill, and vitamin B6. It's the most random thing in the world. I cannot remember the name of it now, and it's driving me up a wall. I was looked over to the right because I was like, it might be in my purse right now, but I think I've taken it out. But literally, if you can't afford a prescription for it, you can buy a Unisom sleeping pill, which has the doxolamine or however you pronounce it, and get a vitamin B6 pill and just try to kind of crush it together and make it yourself, which a lot of women do. Um, luckily my insurance covered the prescription for me because I just wanted to keep it simple and take one pill but it does make you a little drowsy because the sleeping pill component but then vitamin b6 gives you a little bit of a burst to try and even it out for whatever reason those two things come together and stop nausea it's crazy so that's fascinating yeah it is fascinating you know what you need to stop puking a sleeping pill yeah but also caffeine yeah (laughs) and it has to be that specific pill like unisom makes the specific one that i took i don't even want to try to say the name because i'm pretty sure i'm butchering it but then they also make a sleep gel and that one is like harmful for you so you also have to be careful it's like don't buy the gel that has something in it that could be bad for the fetus but if you take this one and mix it with b6 For some reason, it's magical. So I was a little sleepy, but honestly, I was like, I'd rather be tired than vomiting my brains out. So that was amazing. Um, And then, yeah, the sex drive has definitely died down now, I'll be honest. And it's not even that it's non-existent because it's definitely still there. And like there are some times where Alex walks in the door and I'm like, oh, I could go for a little something, something. But truly, it's like the physical place that the baby is at right now that makes me stop like there's been times at night where I'm like poor Alex we haven't had sex in forever I should I should give him some sexy time before we're parents to a newborn but then I try to like roll over <laughs> it's like <laughs> and I'm like nope this is not gonna be it's worth also it. really hard as women to have sex when you yourself don't feel sexy I don't that's a very big I yeah feel huge mm-hmm. I feel swollen Yeah, that's a big thing for all females. It's just how we are. And like, I know that he's going to be sweet and say, you're beautiful no matter what. I love your changing body. It's like, that's great, but but I feel awful. I feel like shit. I was going to throw this out there because I've felt like that before. And I think it's even hard when you're a dude because you have to keep an (laughs) erection. Yeah. True. If you don't feel attractive. I mean, it's not all the time because, you know, we're hornier most of the, the time, right? Yes. But <laughs> if you really feel, I mean, you can't even get it up. You're just like, no, nah, I, you know, sure. I'm either I'm exhausted, you know, yeah, had a crazy long day, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, I have to get the erection. I have to do, you know, which is wild. You, you gotta like hold, you gotta physically hold the blood in there. <laughs> and even if you think the woman is completely sexy, if you're, if there's something oh, in yeah, you that's not feeling hottest, good, that's it gonna be the hottest chick alive. And you're just like, I, I can't, right? I can't. I feel, I yeah. mean, that's, that's my biggest thing is like, it has nothing to do with what I think about you. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel good, right, especially right. because I do have like ovarian cysts and I have, a gluten allergy that messes with my stomach that gives me like IBS symptoms. It's mm-hmm. like there's a Which lot of times where it's like, I like feel, yeah. Like, yeah it's, I don't want to fuck. It in a heartbeat. Yeah. I want like, to have diarrhea. Any now. 
we're not going to fuck. That is another thing with pregnancy. If you want to like really get real, like Alex, that's another thing he said is like, I like didn't know such horrible things could leave your body. Because with pregnancy, like both farts farts and burps are next level. Like I can just give the loudest belches in the world. But it's because another crazy like physical thing is all of your organs get pushed up basically like up in your ribs like in your esophagus is basically like in your nose because the uterus continues to grow and grow and grow all your organs are just getting pushed up up and up and they're like completely flattened and don't really have the same space to digest properly as they used to so everything's just coming back up you're getting acid reflux terrible heartburn belches like weird and is that why everything squished certain foods don't sit well Yes. And even like I tried to give myself a nice little moment and have red wine a couple weeks ago when I was with Ashley and I was like, oh, I'll just have a few sips. Couldn't even enjoy the wine because it gave me such bad heartburn. Yeah. It's like things you that, literally had a sip and yeah, you put it down. Things that never affected me before, like crazy affect me now. And I take an acid reducer pill on the daily now that helps, but definitely doesn't take it all away. Like that's part of the reason sleeping is difficult, too. I have to be propped up so there's no burning and it's all just really fun so that's a whole other thing is like i've had that thought too where i think if we get intimate right now i'm gonna probably fart in his face and this is gonna be terrible (laughs) so it's just not worth it and honestly we've kind of had the conversation of like i i'm at 36 weeks now I, i really don't think we're gonna have sex before this baby's born i'm so sorry and he's of course understanding and gets it but i'm like Sorry. Can you imagine if he was like, well, that fucking sucks. That sucks. Why don't you go to the Asian this? massage part? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that Patriots guy. Like that Patriots guy. Ned, Definitely going to cheat on you Which now. I got to say, too. Like, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, I get, I've never understood, like, like, guys, when they cheat in that kind of scenario, it's like, dude, how, like, I literally don't even think I'd be able to, like, if, if my wife was sick or had cancer, I was pregnant, like, there's some sort of health reason. Where she absolutely can't have sex. I don't even know if I can like masturbate in like a worried situation, right? Right. right. I mean, some guys who will like go cheat in that situation. Like, how? How can you like? I can't even get myself. You talking about guys? Testosterone than most guys. Yeah. Still, like, if there's some sort of health concern, it's different. Like, it's one thing if your wife's holding out on you because because of a she's pissed. Totally easy to cheat in that situation. But if she's pregnant or she's got some illness. Oh, yeah. If you're not understanding to that, you're the biggest dick in the world. It goes beyond just, like, understanding. It's, like, that worry, that anxiety literally kills the boner, even the ability to masturbate sometimes. Like, it's like, "Ah, I can't. Like, he probably would because you're not dying. You're just pregnant. He'll <laughs> masturbate. He's not going to cheat on you. I'm not yeah, saying he that, can masturbate Pam. all he wants. Uh, like, go enjoy yourself, Alex. Like, do what you need to do. Well, you have to. I assume the, he has been masturbating. Well, the masturbating thing's weird, too, because, like, you ha- you physically, like, must at certain points because, like, your ability to pee, like, sure. starts mm-hmm. to get restricted because your, your prostate, up. yeah, your prostate, the, the prost- uh, prostatic reservoir is, like, just filling totally. with the prostatic milk. If you don't, I mean, that's really what... What's the biggest problem? Like a lot of guys with prostate problems older in life or prostate cancers because yeah. they're just literally they're not jerking. They're not having sex anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're not emptying that reservoir. And actually the number one solution for that are these prostate massagers they stick up in their butt that actually just forces the milk out. But it just it just relieves that pressure. So I yeah, mean, it's like an actual need. It's a little annoying too because like sometimes it's like, can I just go? You know, the same thing like right. we we're talking about with the period. Like it, it can get annoying as a guy of like, God damn it, I just I just want to have a weekend to you know to not, not have, have to be to horny and thing. have horrible thoughts. And right. no, I gotta watch porn now because <laughs> I have to get this done or I'm not gonna piss right for three days. And right. that's something that's really hard growing up as a girl to understand, even a young woman to understand, you know, especially being so insecure uh in relationships when you're when you're, you know, in your late teens, early twenties and just being like, I don't understand why you have to masturbate like you're dating me. Right. Because women's bodies are so different. Like yeah. I right now for the rest of my life, I never have to have sex again. Yeah. I just don't. I would love to because I love having sex, but I don't need it. Yeah. That's exactly I don't need a release. Right. I don't need it. And honestly, like I don't even care. Yeah. But men, they're it's just it's so different. Like you have to. You yeah. have to ejaculate. Yeah. 
Totally. And, it and women are like, to eh. me, like, it gets annoying at times. It's like, I think most okay. guys I think that would be so annoying. Yeah. Well, not only that, because you can't, you can't just, here's the thing. If you could literally just rush a button and not even have a thought, yeah. like you're popping a zit, <laughs> it'd be easy, but you can't do that. You have no. to sit there and, like, you have to think dirty thoughts or you have or to, to watch, watch porn. something. Right. You have yeah. to think horrible shit to actually get it to go off and that's what sucks. Yeah. It's like if it was as simple as, oh, I have a migraine, let me get a neck massage exactly. and I'm fine. You don't have to think about anything. But it's like, oh, I literally have to watch someone who isn't the person I love have you know, mm-hmm. to, to get off. And that's the other thing in your mind. Because like, if you if you were to try to to masturbate to the same exact porno every time you you'd stop being able to ejaculate. Yeah, your you brain is be like, no, to. I have to see something different. You're like, all right, let's go to X hamster today. Like you just have to <laughs> But it's annoying because it's like part of you is like you feel like a pervert, but you have like you literally yeah. can't pee right. Yeah. Don't well, and the do thing it. is, is like you can't the, the, the reason for watching pornography is not just to ejaculate, but also to do it as quickly as possible yeah. because you want to get on with your day. It. Yes. And that's a good point <laughs> because if you're sitting there trying it. to imagine like I have this problem. This is the anxiety and the OCD in me. It's if I'm trying to think about it. Like, if I'm trying to think of a scenario where I'm, like, fucking some girl, I immediately feel guilty because then my body's like, no, you're cheating on your girl. Like, <laughs> like not that I'm cheating on her by masturbating, but that in that scenario of, like, oh, I just met this hot chick at a bar. Let's go home and bang. And then, like, oh, no, but now you're che- you're cheating on your girlfriend. What are you doing? Like, that. But if I just watch the porno. Yeah, none of those you thoughts. You can turn that no. off. Exactly. And you, yeah. can I don't have to think you can about shut it. it out as soon as it's the over. The stupidest themed pornos that they yeah. have. <laughs> and that's Something another so thing ridiculous. that's just, it just comes with a maturity that you just don't have growing up. Well, just yeah. explain. My whole thing is, is just, I just, if there's women out there who feel, I, I would never want a girl to feel like their guy doesn't love them or find them sexy and attractive mm-hmm. just because they masturbate and some girls really feel that my girlfriend's yeah. cool as shit she she doesn't but i but i'm just saying i i hope women don't feel like because it has nothing to do yeah. with you no. it's Zero. literally by and believe me i swear to god a lot of guys think the way i think about that of like you know it's just you have to do it porn makes it fast but yeah. it doesn't mean you hate your girlfriend, you want to no, cheat on her all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just- and that's the thing is like Alex and I aren't like discussing his masturbation habits. <laughs> we don't need to. I just assume he's doing it and I'm totally fine with that. Like yeah. I want you to feel good and have that release. I know I can't give that to you right now and I'm thankful you're being so understanding and loving. And I do have to shout out to him again because he's been wonderful during this pregnancy, like at doing everything for me, waiting on me hand and foot when I can't get up off the couch or else it'll take me 45 minutes like he has been wonderful in that sense so huge shout out to alex i hope yay, he's getting alex. Hope yay, he's alex. thanks for not fucking me getting his release yeah. <laughs> i'm like i hope you're feeling good in some way one gift i did give to him because he gets the guilt as well like i know he will watch porn and that's fine but he gets guilt in his head if he's like thinking about something that's not me. So when I, before I was showing, I did a boudoir shoot, like Mm -hmm. took sexy lingerie pictures with my friend who's a photographer and just like sent him a bunch of those as a surprise. And he actually has been very grateful for those (laughs) and is like, now I can use you as my porn. (laughs) Like, great. That's awesome. awesome. So that's something to think about. Can't touch my body. (laughs) Can't touch me, but you can look at me. Hey, Christy, what do we talk about on our podcast? Well, Ashley, we talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Like aliens. And ghosts. And cults. And cryptids. And witches. And murders. Yeah, even sometimes murders. Basically, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I already said that. Oh. So yeah, if you like weird topics, feminist rants, and the occasional F-bomb, you should listen to us. We post new episodes every other Monday. Find us online at thatsweird.org. And subscribe to That's Weird on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you know that the asshole develops first? No. So basically... There's actually a funny joke. I was an asshole before I was anything else. That. Because literally what it is, is you think of like a piece of putty, right? Yeah. Uh, or like Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. And basically just think of something like starting to fold in on itself. Uh-huh. And then that's the digestive tract. So the okay. digestive tract 
is actually what starts developing first. So you are an asshole. And then the asshole leads up to your mouth. Uh And then that's like how the development begins with a butthole. Oh my gosh. So we're all just a little butthole before we grow. Just a little butthole. That is so funny and I never knew that. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you were just a little butthole, little man. That's Um, hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) And I've... Uh, I remember learning early on in pregnancy and why they don't predict the gen- gender at your early ultrasounds is because girls have a penis at first, too. And then it like shrinks into the clitoris and things edit things themselves get out. Yeah, that, they move around, that part but. of the pregnancy process is what's fascinating to me is that how we're so identical mm-hmm. until like a certain little point mm-hmm. and that literally a little switch can just be flipped because there's yep. sci- there's doctors in other countries who, you know, will perform a procedure to, you know, okay, we're going to make sure it's a boy or make sure it's a girl. Oh, yeah. And like that is, well, there's just twins in China, the the, the twins that, that were genetically edited. What? Oh, I didn't see hear that? About yeah, that. there was a twins that were born in China. They were genetically, they're the first genetically modified humans and like, wow. you know, isn't it crazy that science? The evangelical Christians were losing it. Of yeah. course. Like, so of we've, course. we've got bigger problems. But I just find that stuff amazing. That it's fascinating. It's you know what's crazy to me? Like we have all this 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 we're having this massive technological revolution and, and everything we have in smartphones and, and computers, and it's like, you know, that a human body that to a degree it's it's kind of like a computer as far as the things you can mess with. Mm-hmm. And things you can tweak that you can, you know, make these tiny little adjustments that you could, you know, the ability to clone is out there. Yeah. Like there's dudes cloning horses for like polo matches. Yeah. That stuff blows my mind. Fucking phenomenal. I think it was 60 minutes that covered that story. I was Mm -hmm. was blown away and like, wow, like this, this guy had this polo horse that he absolutely loved and it died. And when it died, he saved like a bunch of its hair or something. And then they were able to create another horse off of that. And then after that, they actually started taking the exact... It was crazy. Like basically pulled the DNA. Then they went and got an embryo that had been fertilized, literally pulled out that DNA and pushed in the new one and bam. Wow. And like what that's got to be coming to humans. Like it's got to be possible. Yeah. I can't imagine what the world is going to be like in the future once all of this stuff is completely advanced. You know, you can choose if you're very, very rich, you can choose your baby's eye color. Exactly. You can can design your baby. You can design your baby. Design your baby. Build a bear, but build a baby. Build a baby workshop. Build a baby workshop. Come to your local shopping mall. But it's also interesting in the sexual development of the child, the different things that can happen because, Mm -hmm. um, like you said, like girls are as they're developing have a penis Mm -hmm. it eventually turns into the clit Mm -hmm. but you know the people who are born with both parts i was just gonna say sometimes some people yeah Yeah, some people are born with no parts yep like at all i was reading online about a girl was born without a vagina but does she have like ovaries and stuff i don't think so i think she was born without a uterus entirely really just like she still had a urethra and oh. then they did surgical reconstruction just to give her like a you know some ability to have sex. Because here's the thing that's fascinating about that: even if you're born without, typically the nerve center is still there, so you still can get some pleasure. You know, oh, probably wow. probably more so as a female than a male, because a male you kind of need that actual like ejaculation to happen. But um, that that nerve center is there, which is fascinating too, of why the clitoris is so sensitive because it's literally all the nerves that you have in an elongated penis shrunken down to the size of a pea yeah Mm -hmm. so like that's why you know just incredible sensitivity is the same exact nerve group Mm -hmm. just concentrated yeah just concentrated into a smaller harder to find space yeah exactly (laughs) one other thing i have that i think you'll find really interesting both of you but you especially when a pregnant woman suffers organ damage like a heart attack or brain cancer or something the fetus actually sends stem cells to the damaged organ to repair it. Wow. And they found this out because um, they were testing. This was like back in like 2000, early 2000s. They were testing these pregnant mice and um, the mice were given something to chemically damage their brains while they were pregnant. And honestly, I don't even know what the what the initial experiment was for because it wasn't for this, but this is just what they found from it. Um But when they checked the mice out later, they found fetal cells in their brains in the areas that they had damaged. 
And uh, this has been found in human women as well. Fetal cells have been found in brains, lungs, hearts, pancreas, etc. No one knows how the cells move through um, the capillaries separating the brain from the blood system. Just that there's evidence that it does. Yeah. And now what they're testing is that they're looking at post-mortem brain tissue from the mothers of boys. Because they're trying to see if that fetal... Um, tissue is found having a Y chromosome in a female's brain or heart or lungs or uh-huh. something. And then you can retroactively study that person's life and see if there were any like physiological changes or complications. Like if that person ended up possibly uh, being transgender, right. like after having their child yeah. because they literally somehow got Y chromosomes put into parts of their body or if that person then suffered from it could be a way to explain postpartum depression Mm -hmm. that's very true if you know these stem cells from another being being are put in different areas of your body maybe like your brain only that could be a reason for postpartum depression. That's very true. That could absolutely be true. So that's what they're looking at now. They know that it happens. They yeah. know that these stem cells are sent to these organs by organs. the fetus, but mm-hmm. they don't know like what that does for you. But the only downside is is that you're actually more susceptible while pregnant to developing things like like you said earlier what was the diabetes gestational diabetes gestational oh yeah diabetes. we were talking about that yeah before we started yeah that's the another show. crazy mm-hmm. i have some friends who've had that yeah stem cells fascinate me oh they're yeah so, the, they're incredible here's the thing like i'm catholic i'm religious but i, I don't understand you, we got to get religion out of the way of the science like this is stuff something that could solve to be damn near everything yeah stem cells are fascinating i mean it just goes beyond i mean literally the tech, the the scientific, the medical technology to regrow limbs is mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, and we know it's it at exists. Our fingertips. And it already exists in nature. I mean, it already exists with the what is it? The fucking snow crab. What is it? The, isn't that it? The snow crab. They take the claw, they cut off the claw, and the crab regrows the claw. What? And it's like a regenerative form of seafood. I, think I didn't that, even know is that. Is that the crab? What? It's one of the crab. Yeah, it's these giant. Because well, I fucking- know about like salamanders. You like cut off, cut the, off tail, the tail, it grows back. It grows yeah. back. But that technology exists in nature, and you could you could literally put that into fucking humans. Imagine that a soldier loses fucking arm, you can grow that shit back. And there no. may be able to wait. There may be a way to to make that happen. Like now, like they've already. I don't know if you guys have heard of pixie dust, but it's they figured it out. Like as long as it's the very end of a limb, like you you get like the very end of your pinky taken off. There's like this stem cell infused powder they can put what on the end of your finger, and your finger will grow back as long as it's the end. So if you cut off the whole thing, you're kind of screwed. Right. But as long as it's the tip of some sort of appendage, like the tip of your nose, the tip of your ear, then they can put that there and the cells will grow back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Literally for like the past 20 years we've been fighting this shit, all based on religion and just crazy things that have nothing to do with logic. Right. Just like drop all that shit. The answer to all, so many of our problems. The science is here. Yeah. It's yeah. literally in front of us. And it's pretty crazy. And even human cloning. I don't I mean, at, for someone like me who can't have kids, I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool to like clone myself. Yeah. Have yeah. a little you run around yeah. and your DNA would then and go And then my on. girlfriend yep. can carry a child. So she'd, if you, know, you were cloned, would he have balls? Probably because mine weren't. It wasn't a hereditary condition. True. That that's what it. we said earlier. True. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, this is fascinating. And not just that, like, you know, the one interesting thing about the cloning the horses, because they've cloned like 30 of these things, is, yeah, they have a lot of this almost identical physical features, whatever, but like little tiny things are, are, are all things that happen by accident and not by hereditary. Like maybe the the little, you know, stripe of white on the horse's nose will be slightly different. And then their personalities are drastically different because personalities really are more driven Nature by... Nature versus by, nurture. Yeah. yeah. So... You could have a, you know, quote unquote clone of myself that's going to have a completely different personality than I do. Right. And that's awesome to me. Like, that's that cool. fucking cool. Like, I'm all for that shit. It's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> but I like Make to say, happen. I like to say I'm Catholic of like, you know, I'm religious too, but I don't let it get in my way of, you know, I'm not Forward so, thinking. I'm not so pro-life that. You know, I'm going to ignore quality of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if God didn't want us messing with this shit, he would have never let us know it existed. Given us the knowledge. Right. Right. Exactly. 
That's exactly right. Does anyone have any closing thoughts? I do on only your... because it's happening right now. Oh. I've started to get Braxton Hicks contractions, which are false um, contractions that are starting to prepare your body for labor. They started happening like around 30 weeks and your whole abdomen just like tightens just Ooh. for like a very short time. It's like 20 seconds, but it really hurts and is really uncomfortable. Baby feels like a rock, which that creeps me out but apparently it doesn't hurt them at all but he like turns into a stone my whole body contracts and then it just releases after 20 seconds and apparently real contractions are so much worse like it's really uncomfortable but i'm not like oh i'm in labor so i know i always know it's not the real thing it's not go time but do you think you're gonna do natural labor or c-section or I'm going to try for natural, but I am a person who's like healthy baby, healthy mom. Yeah. That's what matters. So if my doctor comes in and is like, things aren't progressing how we want, we got to do an emergency C-section. I'm not going to be one of those moms that's like throwing no, things in the room. Plan. Yeah, You messed up my birth plan. Like the second she says, we got to get this baby out via C-section, I'm going to say, okay, wheel me into the OR. Like, let's do what's best. Can we talk very quickly about how shocked I was? Um, by C-sections when I finally figured out, like, how it went down. Yes. Was I um, telling you about it? No, I, I just, I, I knew about, I, I had read this, um, I think it was a Reddit thread or something that was like, what's one thing that you learned in the past year that, like, blew your fucking mind? And this guy who was in medical school was saying, like, the first time he saw a C-section mm-hmm. because he was like, you know, first of all, they make a small incision and then they rip the skin because a rip heals faster and better than an incision. So they make a tiny cut and then they rip the skin open. Mm -hmm. And then he was saying the thing that really, really like blew my mind was that like basically like your lungs are in the same place, your heart's in the same place. That has to be in the same place. Yeah. Everything else just kind of thrown in there. Yep. So they they take it all out. (laughs) Yeah. To get the baby out. Yeah. And then they have to put it back in. Yeah. But they just kind of throw it back in. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> because that's, your intestines aren't like that's in I there in a certain well. order. Yeah. They're like, oh, let's move these. Plop. Intestines yeah. out. Baby out. Oh, put them back in. Plop. And then sew yeah. you back up. And C-sections take all of like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's in- invasive, crazy surgery to get to the baby. But it's so quick. Like my... Sister had to have an emergency C-section and she, of course, wanted it to be natural and that was her goal at first. But honestly, it was like in the end, she was like laboring was so intense and crazy and took hours and hours. C-section was in and out in 10 minutes and there was my baby. Like, oh, we're going to have it on the 22nd. I'm going to have it on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Some people schedule After my coffee. Yeah. Oh, I'll go on Tuesday at three. You get your baby in 10 minutes. You don't have to sit through anything. It's nuts. Yeah. But he just said like the first woman I saw it happen to like, you know, they I was I was in shock, even though I'm a medical student. And like I look at stuff like this all the time. He was like the worst part was the doctor couldn't get the intestines to fit back in. Right. So he took the body and shook it like this so that it just settled like sand. Oh, my God. That I want to see this video. <laughs> that is I insane. would rather die. Yeah, I, I would see this. I would vibe. Have you guys been to the Museum of Death in Hollywood? No, uh-huh. I'm oh, too scared. To I've At heard very, so many horror stories about first that First of all, they're not when they say don't bring anyone under 18, don't. Oh no. Like oh, really? it doesn't matter how smart your teenager is, they can't handle. They can't deal. But they're at the very end, I'll see this quickly. They have a video playing of an autopsy, like an actual autopsy. And that was bananas to see because they you just see this person on this table and they look completely butchered, just like everything's out like a butchered animal. And they're like trying to figure out the cause of death. So they're like weighing all the organs, whatever. And then when they're done, you know, this person looks butchered, like they can't possibly be put back together. They put all the, the organs in like a plastic bag, put it, put it in the stomach, and then they just sew everything back up, pull the scalp back over the skull and it looks like nothing fucking happened. It's like oh. that is amazing to me. Like all you, I mean, you do see like a, you know, a, a, um, you know, like the stitching, An incision, up, yeah, yeah, like the, you see the mm-hmm. stitching where they sewed them back together. Right. But the fact that they can even be put back together at all after all that just 
blew my mind. I didn't even it's know amazing, that the organs, when you have an autopsy, get put into sacks uh-huh. until I saw the autopsy of Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. Did you see that yes. movie? First of all, great movie. It is great. Um, but yeah, and then th- th- they just show them like taking the sacks out. Oh, I think Haunting of Hill House showed it too. But I was like, oh, yeah, wait, what have. the fuck are these like, plastic bags doing? It's like, that's how, it? yeah, that's how the body shows up. And it's like, well, I can't sleep <laughs> yeah. with I that knowledge. never sleep again. <laughs> Yeah. All we right. Have crazy bodies, guys. Yeah, we have yeah. really crazy bodies. I had a ton of stuff. I'm not getting it to it, and that's totally fine. I'll <laughs> get to it on was... the next body episode. <laughs> All you needed was a eunuch and a pregnant lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to fill up this episode. Fertile and infertile, yin and yang. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, terrible. I didn't even think of that. I did not think of that either. That's interesting. Unless I can clone. Yes. <laughs> we... Then. Then. I'm the most fertile. Nick is all about that cloning, guys. Nick. First of all, thank you so much for sure. coming on today. Thank you for sharing so yeah. much. Sure. You educated us. I've learned so much tonight from both of you. What did you want to plug? Uh, I have a weekly comedy show, weekly variety show. Oh, yeah. It's every Yay. single Thursday. Easy to remember. Every single Thursday at 7 p.m. at Acme Comedy Theater in North Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. That's so close. And it it's right is. down the street. You walk from here. And it's a fantastic show. It's, uh, we, we're actually having our 40th show. We're, we've been at LA Connection for, for 40 shows, and now we're uh, this theater just you know got app, just state-of-the-art stuff. They sell beer and wine, so we just wanted yep. a better. Uh, I love LA Connection, but this is a better uh, guest experience. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're over there, and yeah, we hope to, you know, by the end of this year, we'll be, you know, uh, probably closer to 80 shows. So it's wild. Yeah, how It's yeah. weird how it adds so up. Cool. Like, oh, yeah. You know, we've produced like 100 hours. I mean, we had over 200 unique acts come through so far. I mean, it's wild. That's awesome. Yeah. We're, we're going to have, we're going to hit our 100th episode this season. Yeah. Season three. And it's just like, it's what? It's crazy. <laughs> and like we said at the beginning of the episode, what is time? What is what time? How yeah. is yeah. this possible? It's pretty cool. And then you are still doing stand-up? Do you have a I do a lot normal? of stand-up. So Giggle Bash, is, I do. I usually host that. And then I usually at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank every Wednesday at 7.30 or 8. I'm, I'm usually somewhere in the club on yeah. Wednesdays. And then, uh, yeah, nickwethrich.com. I've got, I, I literally updated my website the other night. I'm like, I can't even think about how many shows there are you know when you yeah. when you take it by when you take it day by day week by week it's not so bad it's like oh, i got four shows this week but then when you look over the course of the year like fuck it's like 200 you're like plus what is my life <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know it used to be a big deal if i had three shows in a month and now it's like four a week and it's four nothing. a week yeah minimum and that's not enough i wish i could go up more you know i'm just too tired from you know the day job and stuff so yeah and it's life. weird yeah and yeah. life you need to sleep that's i know <laughs> And then uh, we're trying to get that YouTube thing back up and running. Yeah, yeah. I, I just need to just do it. Uh, yeah. I, had I mean, some, time, I, I started something effort. called Neutered by Nature. And um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot, you know, that I talk about in my comedies. You know, there's the Unix stuff. I'm a complete choir nerd. And uh, and uh, so I, I'm, you know, always struggling with that identity on the, on the interweb. I, I'm fine on stage, but for some reason, like what I'm putting out on, on YouTube, I'm just, you know, I don't know if I specifically only want to be known as a eunuch. So I'm just trying to find my voice and, and see what gets the most response. But the main thing is just like Giggle Bash, just do it over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And I don't, it, it's weird. Even I'm, I'm part, I'm a perfectionist, so I want things to be perfect. Yes. But I have found Giggle Hello. Bash, the first 20 shows were shit, just yeah. shit. And it wasn't because the comics is just like nobody came, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's one of those things. If you just keep going and producing shit, eventually the shit will get <laughs> lesser shit yep. and better and better. And you get more out of that than you do trying to get that perfect fucking thing. To yeah. Start. I mean, I we, we were the same 100%. way, you know, yeah. Our season one started off a little rough. But yeah. We I mean, found our, our, way. our content was always great, but we were not confident with ourselves mm-hmm. quite yet. We yeah. didn't really know what our show was yet. We didn't yeah. know what we were kind of going for our equipment wasn't as good right. but we so just anytime kept we get new doing listen, it like if someone's like yeah. i'm gonna listen to your show i'm like cool Let's start on season it. two and then <laughs> yeah. work your way back on just only because of quality only yeah. because like we just are different people right now yeah. so that's what i have to do i just gotta film every you know twice a week and just put up whatever yeah, keep comes it. up not worry about all the editing just keep it going until there's a hundred fucking videos for people to watch. It's actually and- really good advice that I might take myself. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to like our YouTube stuff. 
I was going to say, our YouTube videos are not high people quality, but I think we need to still just keep putting them yeah. out because people do watch people them. Very them. few people, but <laughs> the people that watch them love them. We have Pam. like a very loyal Pam, thank you, following, Pam. and her name is Pam. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have this week for keep it weird so follow nick um do you have an instagram and stuff yeah it's at in it's at nick wuthrich super easy we'll yeah. tag you and yeah, stuff tag me. we'll tag we'll him tag- in i don't know my own instagram media. handle off the top of my head <laughs> yes you're a horrible la artist yes. right you should have that shit tattooed on your cheek Follow us at Keep It Weirdcast across all of our platforms. Buy our shirts at www.etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird Podcast. They're on there um, and they are beautiful. Donate to our show at www.patreon.com slash Keep It Weird Podcast and you'll get cool stuff like minisodes and um, newsletters and you'll get some episodes early. It's a really sweet deal. Thanks for listening. As per usual, Nick, what should our sign-off be today? Treat yourself. (laughs) You just read the sign. I just read it. You read a sign on top of the terrarium. We were watching a lot of parks and rec. We were watching a lot of parks and rec earlier, and And remember to always cremate your snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's just narrating the things that he sees in my apartment. But you know what? I do think treat yourself. Um, is a good sign off for this episode because we're all just sacks of meat Mm -hmm. on a flying rock through space so treat yourself (laughs) and And cremate your snakes snakes. keep it weird keep it weird I um uh, I was snoring a lot recently, uh, so I went to my doctor and he gave me this machine called a CPAP machine. You guys are familiar with these? It helps you stop snoring. What it does is it blows air up your nostrils and makes it physically impossible to get laid. Because <laughs> I can't bring a, a, a date home after a nice romantic evening and then put on my Top Gun fighter jet mask. <laughs> so I don't die in my sleep.